Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode, uh, the inaugural episode of Across the Pond. I'm Mitchell, and I'm here with Big Man, the Blevins. Big Man himself. It's Big Man Blevins himself. Ooh. Starting so, off strong. This is what we're starting off strong, right? We are starting off strong, sure. and I just said what straight after. <laughs> All right, Maybe anxiety is high. We don't know what we're doing. I'll be 100 percent honest, but this podcast is going to be a mixture of a bunch of different things. We talk everything from well, gaming to to politics occasionally, and Zin's <laughs> going to tell me I'm wrong. Blevins going to tell me I'm wrong. Uh. Well, as a man of culture, it's my job to correct oh, the lower class citizens. If we was to start off, I feel like if people are going to come back to episode one in in the future, if they're like you know on episode six and you're like, well, I'm going to start here. That's a great I like, pity like, them, idea. But okay. Let's go back to episode one. Uh, I feel like we should talk, you know, just a little bit about ourselves. Um, as I'm sure you have already seen, if you clicked on this, we are called Across the Pond, and it's uh, for a very obvious reason. One of us. Uh, being Blevins, obviously, is from the UK, and I'm from America. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and it's a very original name. I'm sure it was really, really easy only to find. podcast. If anyone said to you, name. "Hey, you should listen to Across the Pond," uh, you probably you looked it up and you went, "Well, these people have no fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> they just named it straight after something else. Like this isn't a great. <laughs> this is not a good idea. This is a very original podcast. Um, it's an original podcast for original people. Yeah, original name." Original uh, art for the cover or whatever it's called. Yep. Yep. That actually hey, is kind of true. That is actually true. Yeah. True original. Thank you very much to Alex, oh, our resident yes. resident artist for that. Friend, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Alex. <laughs> so, with this podcast, we are. I think we're looking to just just have a bit of fun, just talk shit. Uh, we'll probably have a few people on occasionally, friends of ours. You know, just coming in, talking whatever's happening or random topics. We're going to have a anything Bible study at the end of every uh, podcast We're going to have a Bible well. study at the end of every uh, episode. <laughs> and Bowman's going to talk about, uh, He's going to breed us for a verse each yes, time. Yes. Deep discussion, so, deep dive. There was something you wanted to bring up on the first episode here. Me? Yeah. You said you had something oh, to talk yeah, about Oh, yeah. I guess. I, this is, I guess we'll go right into it. Um, yeah, let's just do it. Let's start with the first topic. Ooh, I need like an air horn for a this. topics list. We're professional. <clears throat> we professional guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time <laughs> on this. I spent all of five minutes on my drive back from lunch. Oh, um, okay. I actually wanted to talk about something recent that we've been we've been doing. It's your experience with the Resident Evil uh, Village, oh, okay. as you just completed See, it. I like. <laughs> I said, "Here's all the things we can talk about." I said, "Gaming and politics, the two things that we're definitely only ever going to." Well, be talking politics about. is my bit... second topic, so it's okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> We talk a lot of crap. It's probably going to end up bringing up God knows what from <coughs> stories. It's a good thing this is listed as explicit. Well, it's only me that's explicit, let's be honest. Well, But anyway, yeah, Resident Evil. What a game. Yeah, I wanted to know what you, like... Because you don't play through a lot of single-player games. No, okay. So basically, uh, in this uh, little friendship of ours, I have a bit of a... What would you say? Fame, I guess, for not completing single-player games. I love starting games. I absolutely love starting games, getting about, about two, three hours in to the point where it's like, oh, this is interesting, and then I don't play it. I mean, completely again. dropping it, never coming back to it. And But recently, as of time of recording, I've just completed playing through Resident Evil 8, which was my first Resident Evil game I've completed. 
actually. Yeah. I should have completed some an, another one by now. I should have completed two remake, but I still haven't done that. But no, I. It's it was very good. I actually really enjoyed it. I was I'm glad I took the plunge that that fifty pound plunge into <laughs> buying that. But it was really good. I did actually really enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would enjoy it. What was your total time? Like, what was the amount of hours you spent on it? I think, according to Steam, it's just over 10 hours. I don't know, actually. Let me have a look. But I know by the end, because it tells you how much, like, how long your play time mm-hmm. was. And it was just under the nine hours, which I don't think was too bad. But I spent mm-hmm. quite a lot of time just, like, looking around for crap. There was probably yeah. a lot of stuff I missed as well. I think it's part of the fun of the Resident Evil games is just, like, finding the little extra stuff that you can get all the, through all the puzzles and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it. Like, especially, like, even afterwards, it was, like, it, it pops up with all the challenges and stuff like that mm. that you can do. So, I'm doing my second playthrough now. There's the Mercenaries mode as well, which I don't know if you've seen that. Is that a thing in other Resident Evil games? I think so. I think it's in some of the others. I've never known it to be much of a thing of like people cared about. Maybe some people liked it. I <laughs> after I think it's multiplayer too, isn't it? <clears throat> but I just think like back to um, whatever it was that we played that one time. That was like a a beta for that. Uh, oh, that that piece of the one from Resident hot garbage. That was terrible. What yeah. was that called? <coughs> uh, survival or survivor or something uh, i'm not sure it was terrible that was awful so i just assumed yeah, this was, was really gonna be another bad. one of those no this one isn't multiplayer it's like a um, it's like a time trial thing isn't it almost yeah it's a time trial mode where you have to try and get certain t- like scores on it and I, I gave that a go for a couple hours last night because you need to get a double s ranking in all four levels to mm-hmm. unlock the lightsaber to buy <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't get past an a rank because oh. I suck, I suck really badly. Really but I'm sure there's a, there's a a way to do it. But there's a lot to it. I was uh, I'll be honest. I feel like that if people are listening to this and they're like, I play Resident Evil games. Of course, you replay them. You, re- like, you replay them and you unlock all the crazy weapons and stuff like that. But I'll be honest. I didn't know how much there actually was going to be. Yeah. But there's actually a really decent amount of replayability to it. So I think I'm probably going to continue playing through that again, but on the harder difficulties. What would you uh? What would you rate this game? What would I rate it? What like out of ten? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd give it a eight for Resident Evil Eight. That's what I would give it. <laughs> I'd no uh. Honestly, like a seven, seven and a half out of ten, seven and a half to eight. Mm. Like legitimately, it was, it was, it was fun. Like as in like just actiony. But it had like a very like I can't talk today. This is one thing I should I should really have been practicing. Should have warmed up your tongue. I know, man. But uh, I've lost my train of thought now. But yeah, like good amount of scares in there, especially like some of the areas in it. There's the dollhouse area, (laughs) which it it was it was horrific. That was not a bit of me. I enjoyed that. That is something I don't. I enjoyed watching you play that. I I never would have gone through that myself. Yeah, so <coughs> Logan's watched me play through the whole thing because he's a massive pussy and mm-hmm. he wouldn't he wouldn't play through it himself. That's right. It was, but it was it was no, it was, it was good. It was really good. But other than you, I would ask you what games you've been playing. But you've been playing the same game for the past like six months, which is Persona, <laughs> and Persona Five, and Persona Four. <sighs> just, just, I can't. I need more. 
I don't know what I'm gonna do when <laughs> when I finish three, four. I, I I'm like delaying playing first. No, I'm not going back to three. But why not? What's it's just three? too old. Four is old. Three is like it's really old. But you play Knights of the Old Republic. That's different. That's an RPG. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not. Yes, it is. That's a totally different kind of game. But Persona, game. I can That's play Persona 4 because for. it's, there's a little bit of tediousness to 4, but I got over it because I played through 5 and I was like, I can do this, but I can't go back to 3. Also, it's really edgy from what I can tell. Like, really edgy. So. Isn't the, aren't the other ones quite edgy though? Like I don't think so. I mean, there is obviously like most characters times. who are kind of like edgy characters, but like the whole like theme of Persona Three, from what I can tell, is like death and suicide in like that <laughs> anime way, and I'm like, that's just too much for me. <laughs> this is the bit. I'll be honest, I never really heard of the Persona games until I feel like. It would have been like Total Biscuit's old podcast, and he was like talking about the soundtrack of four. Mm. And I think that's the first time I heard of Persona. And then five like really blew up. I remember reading about the Shin Megami Tensei games, which are like the ones that came no before idea. or whatever. I've heard of them. But it's no like the same kind of thing, but like. We're just like JRPG sort it's of. It's basically almost like the same kind of game. Like, uh, let's see, I think. Persona, because the first Persona was Shin Megami Tensei Persona, and the same thing for the second oh. game, and then they kind of split off and became their own games. <clears throat> so there's, okay. I don't I think they've made a Shin Megami Tensei game in a while, but um, that's definitely more of just like a, definitely more Japanese, not really much here. But um, by the way, I thought about this the other day. You remember when we were doing that tier list of, of game music, <clears throat> and Brad put. Uh, Brad, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and he put Persona 4's music above Persona 5. Yeah. He's objectively wrong. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> you can't, I can. can't I'm say, pulling a Ryan on this one. So, I, he is objectively... Say, I know. You are he, wrong. No, he's wrong. I don't care. He's wrong. There's there's Why some good tracks in four. I'll give it that, but there is nothing on five. I can just listen... got bad jams though, right? Because I've listened to, <clears throat> I've listened to some of four's soundtrack, and I've listened to a decent amount of five. I think they're both pretty good, but five's just a bit more like, I don't know you can just like yeah. jive to it. I there are there were two songs in four. The first time I heard them, I liked them. There were two more, two or three more. Now that I've played pretty much the whole way through it <clears throat> that have grown on me a lot and I like them. Well they're but, like battle themes or something. Um right? one of them is. And then the other two are just like songs that play while you're just running around doing stuff. Um but five everything in five is good. All of it. From the second you hear it. It's all fantastic. That just like five just has so much style. It does have a lot. Like even just like the art style itself is like, it's very like bold. It's like yeah. it really is eye catching and like funky. And I don't know. I I still need to play through it. It's like, long. It's one, <laughs> Good those, luck. it's one of those. It's one of those games that's like, it's, it's scary. It's scary to want to try and start it because there's a lot to it. Like, yeah. But it seems like something that 
once you get into it, you get just get sucked in, big time. I've and never. That's also why I'm terrified of playing it because I'll just disappear. I've never felt so strongly about a game before. I don't think like <clears throat> I legitimately love that game in a way like it ha- is not a perfect game and it has its flaws, but I don't care because its positives are just like they outweigh. They just they they're just everything. Cool. It's so good. Would you say it's up there as like one of your favorite games of all yes. time? Though? Yeah, really. I would say that's, it's that's 100% in top five, and it might be in the top three. Damn, what's the, all right, what's the top three then? I want to know what the top three is now. Number one and two. <clears throat> not number one and two. Number one is a kind of a, like, I guess they kind of go together. It's co- Number one is Knights of the Old Republic, and <laughs> yeah. Knights of the Old Republic 2. They're kind of the same thing, so. Would you say that's like? Number one combined, yeah. You just like Knights of the Old Republic. It's one of those things. It's like they're so intertwined with each other that it's hard to like yeah. separate them once you play the second one. So it's really strange. But um, and then I don't know. It's hard to pick. Persona Five is probably in there. I don't no, know if it's two or three, three yeah. and then. I don't know. I'd have to go through a big list of like games to pick out something. There are a lot There's of games lot. that are important to me, but yeah. I necessarily wouldn't necessarily yeah. put at the top. See, I'd say the same. Like games like Counter Strike are yeah. like super important to me because they're like, oh, that's my introduction to PC gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, but is it my favorite game of all time? Yeah. No. Is it in the top ten? Probably not. You know, but. Out of how much time I've got out of it, how much fun and how much memories, or how many memories should I say I've got on it, mm-hmm. like it should have a place up there. See, like I feel like the one game that I have played a hell of a lot, like, and it's still one of my favorites, probably is honestly GTA Five. Yeah. It's definitely still up there. It's one of my probably definitely top ten. I don't know what my I don't know what my number one game of all time would be. I've always said that it was Mirror's Edge. I've always said it was Mirror's Edge. But as time goes on, I'm like, did I like it as much as my brain thought I liked it, or as much as my memory thought I'd liked it? Yeah. I don't know if I'm just becoming jaded after going back and playing Bad Company 2, like, <laughs> 58 years after it comes out, and you go, this game was great back in the day, man. And you go back and you go, ah, oh, this game is, it was good. But it's, uh... It's just been, like, well. there's been so much that added to, like, changed and stuff. Well, Battlefield itself isn't the same anymore. No. At all. But... Golden Age, you had the Golden Age, for, you know, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and then it's just like... <laughs> it just you know, took a sharp dive. Since then. <laughs> Ever since Visceral Game came in and took over that one game, and it's just gone to I still that. liked Hardline. Hardline was okay. It, it was it okay. had a lot of... It was, I'll be honest, at the start, that game was fantastic. The beta was, was fantastic, is what you mean. When, when, well, the beta was fun, but it was like when... Before everybody got like everything maxed out, and it was just like jump in a car, grab your rocket launcher, run around kind of thing. <laughs> you see a Mustang, like, yeah, and you're just, like, you, you kill a man in cold blood with a rocket launcher, <laughs> and you go, "It's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. The city sweepers will be here tomorrow to <laughs> mop up the, the pieces of this bank robber on the floor." But when everybody was just trying to like have fun with it, like you run up to the top of the freaking tower and you grab that zip line and you try and oh, stop somebody with the great. zip line and you go down there and you could like smack it as somebody was on it it was great that it was, was so much the zip fun line was fantastic that's the one thing 
that I always remember, just like messing about. I think getting a kill with the zipline in bad in in hardline, great. Mm. A poor guy just like walking <laughs> around, could have got shot. He knew what he was getting in. Never did he know that a spear would go through him. <laughs> he would have become <laughs> the anchor point for someone to go to another building on. Yeah, this guy just slides across. He's like, Ooh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Oh, all right. I had I had a topic that I wanted to bring okay. up. It's um, it's a little bit different. This is something that happened to me today. So basically, I want to start the premise of my uh my job is I am a delivery driver for a undisclosed company delivering food, <laughs> and sometimes uh, when you're delivering to these houses, you have to park in some dodgy places, right? And uh, today, while parking on a road, I had a man drive past. And he said, he screamed out of his window, <laughs> he, he screamed out of his window, nice parking, you fat cunt. <laughs> and, <it> was, <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to ask, what is road rage like in America? Because I feel like it would be quite different. Because I feel like here in the UK, a lot of people just like to shout out their window and drive off. Like that's nine out of ten times I get called, called some name, yeah. normally called fat. I wear glasses as well, so they sometimes call me four eyes. <laughs> And I'm like, I've done nothing here. Like, I like to think of myself as a good driver. Everyone likes to think of themselves as a good driver. You can cut across four lanes and take out a child, and you'd be like, well, I'm a bit of a good driver. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you can't really judge that. But I like to think that I am, right? But I, fi- I find that road rage, even like in England, different places like are different types of road rage. Like where I am, it's a lot of name calling. But if you go into like London, and you cause some road rage, there's a chance that someone's going to get out of the car and start banging on your window. Yeah. What's it like where you are? You, or how, what kind of road rage have you had? Most of the time, encountered? it's just like honking a horn for a long time. Yeah. Um, getting flipped off kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I've never had anybody shout. I've never seen anybody shout. You know I'm, I'm quite surprised, and I take that in the nicest way, but from the, like, you're from the South, and I find that like, Whenever you see videos online, at the very least, it's always like some southern guy jumping out of his pickup yeah. van, screaming at someone. But I've I feel never, like that's probably just. I feel like parts. I'm. I have no doubt that happens more than I've seen because I've never seen it. But like, mm-hmm. you're taking a big risk running up on somebody's car. Oh yeah, and especially here in the south. Like in America, it's I very mean, different. That's what I was thinking as well because of. The gun culture. Yeah, dude, like well, you don't know who's got a gun in their glove box. Yeah, I think that's probably why people are more brave here in the UK. Because at the worst, that someone's going to pull a knife out at you and you're going to be like, oh, he's got to open his car door first to get to me, yeah. so I'm just going to run at this point. Like, But if if guns are a thing, like, you can't outrun a bullet. You can try. You can try, like you're the Flash or something, but you're not getting anywhere away from that. But people are brave here, I find. Like... It's. I, I think a lot of it. It's odd. There's not really. It's hard to like stop in the middle of a road as well. Like, especially where I live in the city. Like, there's a lot of cars on the road, and they're moving. So like, if you stop, you're just gonna get hit. So. Yeah. And screaming at somebody, again, you don't. You're never really like next to a car longer than maybe like a second and a half or two. Unless you're in like standstill traffic, so. See, I think that's the thing here as well. Is like nine out of ten times I've had road rage from somebody. It's it, it's like a passing moment, you know. Like they'll scream at me out their car window, and then 
they'll leave. And it's like, well, you haven't stayed around to do anything, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Other than that, because of my job, I have to block off roads sometimes. Because it's like, oh, this is a one-way street, and only my van can fit on it. And I have nowhere to park because it's the UK, and there is no parking anywhere. It's not like... I'd, I'd, is parking a problem for you? Do you find parking a problem? Yeah, some yeah, definitely more in the city than I did anywhere else. Yeah, except no, it, except it, it, for when I uh, was in university. That's the worst here I've seen. It's here. It's horrific. <clears throat> it's like I think England is like the, one of the worst places to park in the world. I think it's like voted as like one of the worst places. But it's like you can't get anywhere. Like mm. even like obviously I'm driving like a big van, but a little car. Like you see people that just, they just can't get anywhere. And it's like oh, I guess I'm gonna park here, and some ticket man comes along and finds your forty quid because you <laughs> had to go pick up pills for your uh, man who's dying, you know. But after block off a road, I have someone come up behind me, call me every word under the sun, and then I move on. But it's it's such an odd thing I th- to me. I think the biggest thing is like there's a lot of parking on the street there, right? Yeah. That's not much of a thing here. Parking lots are everywhere here. Yeah, well, no, we don't have that, dude. There's there is parking on the street. But not much. Not compared to, like, like every business has a parking lot, pretty much. And I'll houses usually have driveways. Yeah, I was, just, I was about to say, I'll never forget, I had a friend who was, like, in one of the cities near me. Well, I say city, it's like a big town, <coughs> sort of thing. So where I live, it's a cluster of, like, a bunch of towns, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of it is street parking, and it's like you have to have permits to park on streets and stuff like that. It's like, oh, if you have a zone B permit, you can park on these three streets here. So when you move into that house, you can park there. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it's all street parking. You can't park anywhere. And they were looking for a brand new house, and I'll never forget the joy I saw on one of the guys' face. He was like. I found a house and it has a driveway and everyone <laughs> flocked around his phone like oh my god we need to go look at this house and then I think they ended up getting outbid on it because there was like 17 or 18 people like all bidding for this house in the city that he was in or town he was in should I say because <laughs> it had a driveway <laughs> it's like it's, it's bonkers it's like a big thing it's like like top of the top of the list and it's like hey look at this house Oh, it, it's it's ten square feet, but it's got a driveway. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll buy a cupboard with a driveway. Sure, That's I weird. need somewhere to sleep. Even like in the heart of suburbia here, that in in suburbia they definitely have driveways. Like that's kind of like the thing. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, even here there is like there are like English suburbs, mm. which are like all driveway. Like where I am, I have like a a road that goes around the back of my house, which leads to driveways, and like. My whole area where I live mainly is full of driveways, or at least like it's not crowded enough that if you are going to park on the street, it's not a problem, yeah. sort of thing. But there are some areas which are just horrific, absolutely horrific. That's how it was when I was in Auburn. Like uh, you had to have a pass, and there were like different tiers of passes for each different like if you want to try and park in front of one of the buildings or like on one of the streets near campus or whatever. Oh, is this the university? Yeah, sort of area. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be awful. Oh, of course, only the rich kids, who's you know got billions of dollars, did that. Unless you had a motorcycle, and you could get a motorcycle, and if it's really cheap parking, and you could park like just about anywhere. But I didn't thing? have a motorcycle, so I just took the bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
which was fun. That was more fun. It's more fun to take public transportation. See, I hated taking public transport. Absolutely hated it. When I went <clears> to college, we used to take, it was two buses to get to my college, mm. which it had its upside because I we would I would take the bus with a friend, so he would get it from where he is, and then it would pass by my house. I'd get on the bus. We'd drive into like the town, which where we'd like get the connection, but it was like a half an hour wait for the next bus. So we'd always and the bus stop right right next to a McDonald's, McDonald's breakfast twice a week. Going to college. This is why I'm fat. This is why the man <laughs> earlier called me a fat cunt when he drove past. He knew. It's because of the two McDonald's he knew of breakfast all McDonald's a week. <laughs> all right, what's all right? Now we're on this topic. McDonald's breakfast. What are you going for? Or at all? Chicken. I feel biscuit. like you have more. You have more. You have more options. We just Do have. We? I don't know. Double sausage egg McMuffin, <laughs> double or bacon McMuffin, uh-huh. and then we do like some breakfast wrap. I know we have that. Yeah. That's garbage, in my opinion. It it's just like, it's just a wet wrap with an egg in it, and yeah. I'm like, this is not good. Um, we have all the McMuffins. I do. Ne- I will never get a McMuffin. I had them once, and I'll never have it. It's disgusting. Um, I love the McMuffin, but uh, I'll take either a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, or a chicken biscuit. It's basically. I'll go ask. Do you guys have? I was gonna say, what is the biscuit? Like a McChicken or like a, we have the McChicken, yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing, but here it's they're like Southern style chicken sandwiches. It's just a chicken sandwich, right? They, they do that here occasionally. <clears throat> they'll be like, "Oh, Taste of America," and they'll do like the Southern chicken sandwich, but it's just a chicken select in a bun, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Well, it's a little bigger. They're freaking huge here. <laughs> Garbage. They're like the size of my hand. Um, but it's basically just that, but they put it in between a, a biscuit instead of a muffin. Uh, like our biscuits. What is a biscuit? You have to explain to me what a biscuit is because I feel like I've, I always forget. Are they <laughs> kind of really, like it's, we've def- me and you have definitely <clears throat> had this conversation, but it goes out of my mind immediately. It's a really fluffy roll, like a scone. No, a scone's very dense. Uh, you're gonna ask me. You could what's think a scone? like a muffin <laughs> in a way, but not cornmeal. It's like flour and lard if you're lucky trying to try because everything i've seen like a a biscuit it looks like a pastry almost yeah or am i completely wrong here it i'm gonna google american biscuit it's a very it's just a fluffy roll essentially like but yeah, this is what I imagine when I saw it because I every time I think of biscuit, I think of Tabascus, and it annoys me. Yeah, that I chicken biscuit, kind of... the, the or the chicken biscuit nugget of biscuit. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Biscuit, yeah, yeah. That, that's what yeah. it looks like. Except it's not a chicken nugget; it's a whole freaking chicken. As far as it's I can very tell. similar. It is very similar to a, to a scone or a scone. Scone. Oh, let me look at it a looks scone. A, a little bit less dense. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like a less dense scone. That actually looks pretty close as a scone um but it's not sweet it's just uh see a scone a, a scone isn't always sweet we just not i think for like a scone all these pictures the just have crap all with, over it but like it put they put sweet stuff in it so you have a scone and maybe you put some jam yeah. in it or some like cream that's a pretty good they kind of look like biscuits yeah um i love a scone but, so it's that it's but it's just got a chicken in it and that's the best when you're thing born as, when you're born you're given a cup of tea and a scone <laughs> Yeah, it's your first meal. <clears throat> only the only the strong survive. The other babies choke. It's a sad sight, honestly. We have to <laughs> we have to eat our fathers. 
<laughs> so you're going with the the <laughs> with the with the with the chicken biscuit from McDonald's. Yeah. That's the topic we was on. I don't know how we even managed to get to that. Yeah, that's the only good thing. I, yeah, I feel like I don't. Well, like you just have the so. McMuffin. The McMuffin is just it's greasy. Their it's pancakes greasy. are okay. Do you know what? I've never had the pancakes. We do sell them because remember seeing them and being like, pancakes? I'm not getting pancakes from McDonald's. The syrup is the stickiest syrup I've ever had. It's like, if you get it on your hands, like you just have to go wash your hands. You can't just you know, like lick it off. I, next time I get a chance to have McDonald's pancakes, because I don't even know if they're selling them at the moment because of COVID and li- limited menus and stuff like that, I will try and I'll report back. I'll report back on the, my, my review of the McDonald's pancakes. Did I tell you about Wendy's? I went through Wendy's the other day, and they said that they had to have all these things for their employees to be illegible. Oh yes, the illegible oh, thing. Yeah, please. That's like you're telling. I just, I don't. It's just ironic. Explain it again. So, um, like, I just went through the drive-through, and they were like, I had a help wanted sign, and it was like, you have to be this, 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 and this to be illegible. To work here, and I was like, the irony is I was like, man, no, so I was like, uh, I thought about Whoever saying wrote that is not but... illegible to yeah, work at Wendy's. Like, oh. as as that. So who but they got working the people, here? The people that work at Wendy's are made to flip burgers, right, and make fries. Uh, not spell. That's for sure. They, they can't. They can hardly up. make burgers, to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like that's one thing I'd love to do if I ever come to the U.S. is just try out all of the. F- "Quote unquote, like famous, like fast food restaurants, but in America, you know. Like, I'd like to try McDonald's, but in America, mm-hmm. Five Guys we have here, mm. but I can't imagine it's anywhere near the same. Um, so good. What's your like? What's the Eastern like burger joint? Because I feel like you have like, what's it on the West Coast? It's like In and Out, In and Out Burger, or Jack in a Box, or something like that." And then yeah, what's like your one? What's your like? Oh, if you come to, if you come to Alabama, what burger are you getting? Burger King. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> probably. Oh God. I don't These know. Honestly, we we so don't pissed. have like a single burger joint. We've been trying to adopt Whataburger everywhere. That's been the thing that people here have wanted because we've got a few of them, but that's a Midwestern. It's a Texas thing. You want to know? For the longest time, I thought it was Whataburger because of. Like the way people water, say it, because like, I hear, always hear it like with like a, a Texas yeah, water burger, water burger, and I'm like, I'm like uh, water burger. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Why would anyone go to water burger? I know. I've had to explain that to people who like haven't had it before, and I was like, it's it's water burger, and water burger, and I'm like, what water a burger. burger. <laughs> It's a dumb name. It's a bad name. That's a that's a it, terrible. Dude, name they have the so best easy. milkshakes. They're so good. I don't know what they so do. You've never been to you've never been to Ed's Diner here. It does, it's Ed's Diner, I think. There is, <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's there's Big Ed's Pizza. Big Ed's <laughs> <laughs> I would I wanna see what the difference between Big Ed's Pizza and Ed's I've never Diner. Been in Ed's Big Ed's Diner Ed's pizza. is like it's a shady it's, looking place. It's just like an American diner on like a industry or like a franchise level thing here in the UK. But they do very good milkshakes and everything else is below par probably I, I haven't been there in a long time I remember the hot dogs being big that's about what I remember about Ed's Diner because the thing about like Amer- English people have a thing for American diners 
They are stuck in the 40s. They can't yeah. get past it. I want to. I want modern American food. But if I go to an American place here in the UK, it's like you walk in. There's Elvis playing, and there's like half a Cadillac mounted on a wall, and they're like, "It's America." <laughs> I'm like, "This isn't America at all." The seats are red and white. You can't fool me. I know where I am. You're still serving Fosters. There's just there's no difference. Do you have that there? Do you have, do you have a bunch of English pubs? Yes, they're everywhere. Actually, really? we didn't. No, just kidding. We have. There are like. Oh. Actually, I've seen a few like pub-ish kind of places, but it's never English. It's always like Irish. But that may be an yeah, influence on sense, yeah. like a lot of people here have are of Irish descent. Yeah. So. Which I guess it makes. To be honest, I imagine an Irish pub is a better theme than an English. An English pub would just be a bunch of bald men shouting, whereas an Irish pub would be a bunch of ginger men shouting. There is. It's very different. There is a place um, close to Auburn that me and uh, my two roommates would go. Some. It's called the Irish Bread Pub. It's very good. The Irish bread. What? What do they serve there? They. I mean, bread. it's a lot of. It is literally like it looks like an Irish pub. And that's, that was the style. And they had, like, yeah. Irish, like, pub food. So everything had its, like, theme. But it was really good. Dude, Spain, Spanish places, and like, or at least, like, a lot of Europe, going on holiday in Europe, they are obsessed with the, uh, the UK pub scene, it feels. Because, like, you can't go somewhere without seeing, like, proper English food. English pub food. <coughs> and I'm like, I've never understood it. Because English pub food to me isn't something that you would like be sought after, mm. you know. It's it's a half baked pies, <laughs> some like kind of soggy chips, uh-huh. and maybe you'll have that one local that serves like a really good carvery dinner. Yeah, and it's like it's pub food to me. It's never been like oh, I just really want some pub food. I'm like, yeah. eh, that's kind of like if you see pub here, you can be like, oh, they're gonna have good food. But if you, it's just a bar. No, like they have if you like see pub in England. It means you're gonna go play darts. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it means. But I I don't know. It's just sports bars, however, are usually pretty good. Yeah, I've they've got good food usually. Like wings. Yeah. Lots of wings when you watch the. Football. It's like wings and sandwiches usually. And really greasy foods. Oh, speaking of greasy foods, dude. So, recently, um, the city, or whatever you want to call it, next to me, us, which is pretty much the same city, uh, we got a a minor league baseball team. Yeah. And uh, they're called the Trash Pandas, which sounds like a slur, but it's a raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. But they, they started playing recently and um, they they hired this big chef guy, I don't know, and like he's making like a bunch of dishes for um like the in stadium concession stand. Like it's their yep. one. He'll get there eventually. Yeah. And so. uh let's see. <laughs> So, like, it's like chef-made food for inside a stadium. His name is Austin Allen Grigo. Okay, big um, man Austin. And he created... They, they got unique things, right? 
He said, the food ranges from tri-tip steak, shrimp and grits, two pulled pork sandwiches and hamburgers, to your hot dogs and all your other, you know, regular stuff that you get at games and stuff. Um, but he said, this one in particular, this is the one I've heard about before. Uh, it's called the dumpster wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it is a... Okay, I'm Googling this. No, dumpster uh, it's wrap. not a... It's, you, I don't know if there's... This I've is literally... Local I've Googled news. dumpster wrap and it's people painting dumpsters yeah uh, i don't know what i expected okay the dumpster yep, wrap no. is a cheese quesadilla so it's one whole cheese quesadilla with two hot dogs in it <laughs> french fries <laughs> already, already jalapenos and chipotle and some kind of chili like chipotle who's eating that who's eating that at a game Dude, you're going to be, gonna be shitting so much. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see what you're going to watch because you're going to be in the toilet after all that. I know, but the people that chili. eat this kind of stuff are the people that look like Boogie back in the day, like walking around. Oh, yeah, and then true. he's got another one. So they, it's called. They have no choice. It's called the <laughs> Alabama. Sorry, the Alabama Slammer. And it is a double cheeseburger with seven strips of bacon and a layer of house chili uh, that we have in a fried mozzarella wedge. I hate America. I hate America sometimes. Let me see if I can find what a are you guys this doing? <laughs> this is why you're all dying. You're all dying of obesity and COVID because they're like, oh, COVID's killing us all, guys. Not if we can die of obesity because, first. It's because you can't, <laughs> you can't breathe because you're eating the Alabama slammer constantly. Can't be killed by COVID if we kill ourselves first. You know, modern problems require <laughs> modern solutions. I'm going to put a picture our, of this thing. If our arteries are clogged, the COVID can't get past. So it's completely fine. This is great for... That's how uh, it works our audio listeners that we totally have, but I'm going to send you a picture of this thing just for future reference. Okay, okay. I'm going to describe This is the Alabama the Slammer. Okay, I'm having a look at this picture. Oh my <laughs> goodness. What the fuck is it? Okay, so it looks like... I don't even know, dude. I, I can't see the bottom of it because it says Taste of Toyota Field yeah. on it. Um, But you can barely see the burger. <laughs> and then you can see what seems to be a macaroni cheese type. That's substance. the mozzarella wedge. That that's the mozzarella wedge there, <laughs> topped by what can only be described as too much bacon. <laughs> In the first time I've ever said too much bacon, and then someone's excrement <laughs> on top of that, <laughs> followed by a bum. That is that is rancid. That's a heart attack. I'm not gonna lie. That that is. Uh, I that's not appetizing. No, like there not. are some like overkill foods like. You only know, see some of those like challenge burgers, yeah. Where it's like it's like five pa- like massive like pound patties all on top of each other, and you're like, that looks stupid, but you know, <laughs> I'd give it a go. Yeah, you know? like they look like good burgers. That looks horrible. That actually looks that's that's nauseating. That's horrible. Yeah, I can imagine oh. the dumpster wraps probably like ten thousand calories or something crazy. Oh, a hundred percent. I would never. That's not something I'll eat, but. Is what it is. Apparently, our, uh, looking at the news here, our Go colonial pipeline was cyber attacked. <laughs> All right, one second. What's the colonial cyber? Uh, the the what? It's the colonial the pipeline. Oil pipeline that supplies all the oil to oh. us on the east coast. Is this the one that they wanted to like put all the way down the country, or is that a different? No, one? that's the. Keystone Pipeline. That's in the North, the one that got North Dakota, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so they cyber attacked a gas line. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that works, but um, I don't know how that's works. They either. had. It was impacted by a ransomware attack. Um. <laughs> how does that happen? I'm guessing 
whatever computer system they used to like make it run just got locked up or hacked and whatever and they were just like pay us money or you can't get back in or something but um so everybody's panic buying gas which is stupid there's not like a shortage of gas they were like oh we'll just kind of be a little bit short for like a week if humans are scared about losing literally anything they will go out and buy it i know they're they the ability i like gas has already gone up 10 cents or 15 since yesterday um and then literally the the gas station i because i was like i guess i'll go fill up it was out of gas by the time i, I got out of work because everybody was panicking. Like, i was like <sighs> if i was the the ceo of a company like a big company and i wanted to like spike my prices or spike my sales i would fake, fake it, yeah. <laughs> an attack on my company like my own walker's crisps make like lays and make walkers and stuff like that i'd just be like guys we might go bankrupt there'll be no more crisps crisps will <laughs> chips and crisps will cease, <laughs> cease to exist yeah. and then everyone everyone in america will go out and buy every single type pack of original lays <laughs> <laughs> and they'll spike the price and they go thank you guys thanks to your patronage we can now afford to make more chips and we have one right I don't understand it. Like, I will still never, ever understand the toilet paper thing. The toilet paper thing last year was baffling to me. Like, out of all the things to go crazy for, it's like, we might be locked on our houses. What do we need? And no one was... Well, I mean, some people were going for food. You know, people were going for bottled mm-hmm. water. But toilet paper. I'm not being funny. If worst things come to worst, at least the water was still running, right? I could wash my hand. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't need to. You don't need to go out and buy that much toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But instead, there were people that couldn't wipe their ass because it is unreal. Do you know? I I didn't even know that was happening until I, like, during delivering stuff, I ended up delivering. I think it was nine packs of thirty-two toilet paper to someone, and I was like, oh. This guy's got a lot of toilet paper. And then the, the day after on the news, I saw, like, people have stopped piling on newspaper, or newspaper, on toilet paper. And I was like, ah, oh, I see. I was part of the problem. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Delivering this, all this toilet paper to this old guy. But I'd never seen him again, so, you know. Yep. I know. I don't, I was, that was annoying. Because I remember it happened. And I, like, I remember seeing it was like, everybody's panic buying toilet paper. And I was, like, on the toilet. And I looked over, and I was, like, one roll left. And I was like, oh, I was, like dang oh, it. No. <laughs> Game over. I found some more, and then my parents were like, who've always got like 14 trillion rolls of toilet paper anyways. They were like, you got toilet paper at your apartment? And I was like, I'm running low. And they were like, well, we got 300 boxes down here if you want some. I was like, eh? 300? No, I'm just kidding. They don't have that much. But they had like, the they had like three, like 24 that packs. Surprise me. They, which, they didn't go like go panic by it. They just always have a ton of toilet paper. So... There are like people that buy like a year's worth, aren't they? Because it's like, hey, if you're like if you're gonna stockpile on anything in normal times, toilet paper's not a bad thing to bulk buy. It's not gonna run out of date. Yeah. So, some people are set, man. But if I had room for stuff like that, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I could put that. I gotta store my so gun somewhere, to... and I'm not gonna move them for toilet paper. <laughs> With people panic buying gas, has that affected the prices and stuff like that? It's gone up. It... Skyrocketed or just it like probably will that. be really bad this weekend. It's at two seventy six or two eighty or something right now. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's about twenty more cents than it was two days ago. 
that's that's a big jump. That's a big jump. Twenty cents in two days. I will yeah. say, it's still less than it was back in like two thousand nine and two thousand ten. Yeah. Or throughout my high school career, it was like it almost hit four dollars a few times, and it's I'll never forget. It's like cheap usually here comparatively yeah. to the rest of the country, but. It's gone up significantly, like, over the last couple of years. Like, it, when I was in Auburn, it was, like, $1.75 or something. I couldn't believe it. I had not seen prices like that since yeah. I was, like, a five-year-old. And so it was really nice. And then Trump got in, and actually, it probably wasn't his fault. It was just, just it just went out. It just kept going general. up. Yeah. I mean, it's gone up, like, quite a bit here, just in general. I'll never forget when I first started driving. It was... I think it was about £1.10 or £1.20 a litre. Mm-hmm. And then for about a year, it was under a pound a litre. You know? Mm-hmm. It was, like, 98 pence. Oh, no, it was a gallon, sorry. So it'd be, like, 98 pence a gallon. Or however much. I can't remember how much we do. Is it gallons or litres that we measure in here for fuel? Either way, it said under a pound on the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I should really know yeah, this. I feel like you I'm should like, know well, this, how yeah. Much? I feel like I should. I'm pretty sure it's litres. Uh, yeah. I'm getting in my own head. Um, but I was just like, damn. Like, this is so cheap. Driving so easy. I never understood what my dad's like. He always moans about petrol prices. And now it's like like one thirty, And I'm like, ah. <laughs> now I understand. Yeah. But... Why is why has it got to be so expensive, man? Dude, Come I'm on. down like, for. Why like, can't you just give it to me for free? Why can't it be like Tesla, cars. Elon Musk? Yeah, no. I mean, I don't want to give Elon Musk any money, but like. I mean, I don't care. I want a Tesla. Yeah. If Elon gets a little bit of my money, then. Sure, if there were places for me to, to charge it, or charge an electric car at all, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But like, there's nowhere to is do there it not here. Many around I don't. I literally, no, I have no. no idea where one is, uh, in Huntsville here. Not, not See, there was none here. There was like none here at all. And then in the past like year, <coughs> almost every place I go to, like any car park, there's a a charger for some sort. Like one of those ones where it's like, oh, if you have any electric car, you can park it here, yeah. sort of thing. And it's to the point where you drive past like a, a any any sort of parking lot for like a a shop or like a a complex of shops or just anything like that. And there's like two car parks that have like cones outside them. I'll go. Oh, in a week I'm gonna see a, an e like an electric car charger there, and lo and behold, every single time we go back and it's like, oh, Tesla supercharger or just the normal charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've no one thing I've never understood is we want to push this whole electric charging thing, which is great, and these car parks having it, but they only ever put like two. Yeah. Who's that helping? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, if three people come into the car park with electric cars, one of them's like, oh, fuck, no, I guess I'm not charging here today, guys. guess I'm not going in the local Morrisons for for my milk. I'm going to go over to another shop and and see if I can get it, my charging there. Kind of carry around double A batteries. That's one problem. <laughs> Just going around with a pocket full of Duracells in case you need to get to your nan's house, sort of thing. Ah, Sorry, I can't come out. I've run out. I've run out of my Duracell batteries. I had to put it in my into my Duracell bunny, and he's been running around all day, and it's really drained. Them. If it's like you could just like swap out batteries while you're driving, like in the glove box, like a tactical reload. Just... <laughs> no, I was thinking more like they're built into the road, sort of thing. Oh yeah. And then as you're driving, a robot pulls out the the battery from the bottom, right? And as you're coasting along, another one puts it in the bottom. That'd be pretty. Cool. That would be really cool, and really expensive. I'll be honest. Really cool. I would. I'm always wondering, like, how long in the future it's going to be until we have like roads with 
wireless charging. I thought about that like a while ago. Like big, like long motorways yeah. sort of thing, like a big conversion sort of thing. Because here in the UK, they keep making smart motorways, and I still don't know what smart motorways are. But they make them, and then they go, "No, we're not." So <laughs> they get like halfway through building them, and they're like, eh, "Maybe not." I think the whole idea of it is it's like um, it can detect when there's congestion or traffic and that and then change the speed limits on it uh, like automatically sort of thing it's just going to be like a Wi-Fi enabled road yeah when you go down it you get you get 5 the faster access. you go the better your signal <laughs> the, be- the be- faster your download yeah. speed is so you have to balance it right because if you go too fast the police will yeah. pull you over but if you go just fast enough you can download anything really quickly right I've just uh, the the Roads are just at least in the UK they like they love just tearing them up and then putting them back the exact same thing and go well sorry lads they do that sorry here. about that week and they'll like fill they. a pothole but not very well so it's like back to a big pothole in like two weeks there was a a road near us which is like a main in and out between two different towns sort of thing so it's like you have pr- primarily like two or three different roads to get into like this pretty large part of the town sort of thing. But the main one, uh, it had roadworks on it for just over a few, like for about two, three months, I'd say, like down to one lane. And then for the past month, it's just been completely shut off. So it's just been causing a load of problems. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, why has this happened? And someone uh, that I work with was like, oh, I know why this, uh, why this road's closed. And I was like, oh, why is it closed? And it's because the road that it backs onto is someone's garden. And he, the guy, <laughs> the guy whose whose house it is, he decided he wanted to extend his garden, and in turn, accidentally caused a sinkhole underneath <laughs> the road, pretty much, because he wanted to extend his garden. And like the council were like, you know, you're gonna have to pay for all of this like damage, sort of thing. And he's like, mm. apparently, he's just like, nah. <laughs> this is my yeah. land. I can extend my garden if I want to, and they're like, "You never told us you were going to do this, and you're back onto a main road. You can't just, you can't just dig up your garden where there's a road, and it's causing the road to collapse." This is the sort of people we have over here. It's just they're just causing fucking problems. We have people like that, but it's usually between two neighbors, and they don't know where their like property lines are, and so they shoot at each other until one goes in. I was going to say it's like Hatfield McCoy kind of thing. <laughs> Have you have you seen? Speaking of shooting at people, uh, <laughs> oh, have you seen that stuff that's been going on between Israel and Palestine again? Do you know what I was going to bring it up because I was like, <clears throat> what can we talk about that's current, right? Let's let's date ourselves, and I was like looking on the news, like any like funny news or something like that, like oh this thing happened, but it is just literally just Israel bombing people by the looks of it. Like or, I don't even I didn't really look into it. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I looked in, I was like, this is above my pay grade. Um, yeah. I know Palestine, I don't know if it was like, at this point you can't say who started, they've been doing this crap for like 40 years, but um, I don't know, I know like they bombed Israel and Israel bombed them, but I don't know, it's it's just so weird that like, it seems so casual, like every few months it's just like like... one of them shoots rockets at the other one and the other one shoots back and then you don't hear anything for another few months and it's just like what's the point (laughs) what are you doing that whole area like for years now isn't it just like bombings constantly they hate each other I'll be honest I feel like I'd like to say I feel bad because I but it's hard to because you don't know what the hell's going on but for the people that work in those militaries like so many of them probably aren't 
they don't, they probably don't agree. Like you know, it's like especially with Israel because I think it's mandatory, isn't it, to be in the military? Yeah, you got to be in the IDF for like a year service. or something. Yeah, so like a lot of the people that are probably doing this don't want to do it, and it's like a war for the sake of a war, I guess. I mean, they've always hated each other, but like I don't know, it just seems kind of pointless. Like exactly. I feel like not that to I mean, encourage it, but like. Neither of them seem to commit. Like they, again, it's just like every few months they shoot missiles back at each other, and then it's like it's like, it's like a really deadly game of like Facebook poker. Yeah, like, like it's <laughs> in like a, in a, a bit of a fucked up way to put it, but it is yeah, it's like it's... oh we're still here, we don't like you, and it's like oh, well we don't like you. Oh, you killed hundreds of ours, and we killed hundreds of yours. Well, <laughs> see you in a few months. <laughs> see you yeah, in a few like months, what are you accomplishing? Like if you're gonna do it, just do it then it's not like they're aiming for anyone that <laughs> sounds fucked up to say but yeah they like, just shoot them over there they're like it'll fall at somewhere. least when the u.s bombs someone they're like oh this guy was like a terrorist or this guy was like you know like a national danger and everyone's like whoa what the fuck you yeah. know meanwhile these people are just throwing rocks at each other pretty yeah. much and everyone's like yeah you know they've been doing it for years it's fine like there's a very i don't heavy pro-israel i guess sentimentality here at yeah. least in the south um, and I never really cared one way or another. I was like, I don't know why they keep bombing each other. But I, I took a class when I was at Auburn. It was like cultural appreciation or some humanities crap. Um, oh, like extra grade. It was one of those stuff, things like yeah. you have to have humanities credit. And I was like, this fits in with my schedule. I'll take it. Granted, I actually quite enjoyed it. It was, it was pretty cool. But, um, Basically, what it was is just like they would bring in ambassadors or representatives from other countries and cultures, and they would just talk to us about what they do in their country and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Um, but we had a we had an ambassador from Israel um, come over, and I was like, "Oh, well, this will be interesting." I have never met somebody who I would legitimately describe as a warmonger until this lady came and talked to us. Oh, that's a that's a big yeah, word. Like, like that's a very. Strong I was word. like, she's just talking about it, and for a while she's just talking about like the culture, and then like the, we got the questions, and she talked a little bit about like some people asked her about like, you know, there's a lot of conflict over there, and blah blah, blah and she's, uh, and one dude asked her, he was like, you know, there's a lot of reports um, every time this stuff goes on that y'all guys of like hit like you know the civilian population when you do the attacks on whatever you hit um he's like what do you you know what do y'all try to do to like you know deal with that you know because it's not like you want she's like there are no innocents over there she's like she's like we're not we're not trying to like stave off casualties she's, she's basically just told us that like that whole country does not matter if you are part of the military or not if you are Palestinian, you deserve to die. And that's she was like, what, what do you expect us to do? She was like, unreal. they would do the same to us. And I was like, that might be true, but like, that's not, that's a, a doesn't make world, it okay. It? <laughs> it's a different world over there, isn't it? It's just that's barbaric like, is what it is. We don't like the people next door sort of thing. That is. But it was literally like, she was like hateful towards it. And she was, it was basically just like, if you're Palestinian, I don't care if you die. And it's like, I imagine it's like years though, isn't it? Years of like families and stuff like that. Like, say your like your father's father's father didn't like the Palestinians, and you've been brought up that way. You yeah. know. I mean, yeah, I get that. It's just, but like, 
it's, it's, it's from it's, like it's, a not a third world country. Like Israel's yeah, a first no, world not, country. Not at all. It's yeah. just they're just so, and I have no doubt that Palestine probably feels the same way towards them. So, oh, but yeah, like hundred percent. I mean, they wouldn't be doing it, would yeah. they? They'd be like, please stop. But like, I don't know. I like she got like pissed at him for asking that question. And he was really just trying to be like, how do you guys I like... I mean, to be fair, that's a, that's a I mean, yeah, he was like, you know, yeah. what do you try to do to, like, make it not seem so, like, you're just targeting innocents? And she pretty much just said, we're just targeting anyone who's Palestinian. But, like, it was so much, like, venom in her voice. I was like, she was like, yes, kill them all. Genuinely hates. Like, yeah, just, genuine hate. Yeah, like genuine like xenophobe yeah. sort of like like it's some warhammer like even, it doesn't matter even, if they if they're not Israel I don't care it's just like okay it's not even like xenophobic at that point that is just like as unreal like that is just if if I see someone of like an opposite country or like well not even so much of an opposite country but if I see anyone anyone you know nice or not from another country I want them dead like that is a that's an an insane mindset. Like I couldn't even I can't even think of anything like that. I've never I think I've ever seen someone from another country and been like, I want you dead. Yeah. I want you gone now. Like just because no matter who. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure like that's happened back in the past. Like, I imagine like post World War Two, <laughs> if, if like if you know some of these countries that were like really badly affected in like England even and stuff like that. Like you see a German man, you're like, oh, don't like you. Yeah. I want you dead. Maybe, but I feel like even then it's like a like a sense of like, oh, you wasn't part of this, you yeah. know. Like, there's a forgiveness to be had, but that is that's vitriol. Like, <laughs> I like how you get you got taught stuff like that, and in a similar vein, but also not. I spent a year because they were like, you need to have extra grades of learning that racism's bad. <laughs> that's pretty much our. That's that was our. Yeah, look how far that got you. Here. It was it was racial studies, and they were pretty much just like, here are versions of racism. And it'd be like a group of white people and a black person would come sit down with them. And then they'd all stand up and walk off and they're like, this is racism. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm learning so much. I, There's a... We never we never had anything like that yeah. level. It was just, we did a lot of silly stuff in our schools. I A lot of it, it was weird. That's the one like stain on that class that I can remember is that woman. Which, to be fair, like, I'm I glad mean... that I listened to her. Like That gave me a bit of a perspective, yeah. but like... The rest of it was pretty cool. Most of them were just like, yeah, there's... Were they just people from countries coming over and just speaking about their countries then, I'm guessing? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we saw we saw some cool. people... We had like two or three people from the UN come and talk, and um, Vietnam, uh, Venezuela, Israel, Germany, Japan, like just... And they just kind of like talk about their experiences, what they do their cultures and stuff like that and usually what their relationship with the US is but and then they take questions at the end we had a uh, we had Gandalf come to school <laughs> and talk about being gay wait legitimately not a joke. oh I thought you were yeah, making a joke what's his, I, I don't even know um, what his name is Ian McKellen yeah, Ian that's McKellen. it Sir Ian McKellen he came to our school and did a speech about like coming out and he's like it's okay to 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 come out you know don't be afraid to come out Everything like that. It was a very odd. That's a very, very cool. weird thing to come talk to a it's school. Very, he, he did he did like a, a thing where he was just going around the country, I'm pretty sure, like doing like speeches at school. And I always remember being like being told that he was coming and having no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no idea. And then like 
when he was there afterwards, someone made a joke to me. He's like, can't believe Gandalf just talked about being gay. And I was like, <laughs> Gandalf? What do you mean, Gandalf? I was like, isn't that the guy from Lord of the Rings? And like, like did you not know who that was? I was like, I had no idea who that was. I just knew he was famous. Yeah. That's all I knew. I had no it's idea Magneto who he was, really. I'd heard, I'd heard his name. I'd heard Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I feel like I've heard his name. And he's a sir, so he's got to be someone, right? You don't just, the Queen doesn't just, chuck the short the sword on your shoulders for no reason you know but no i was oblivious that was a that was the coolest thing that happened to our school 100 percent. we had a uh Meanwhile. underground rap dude come to our high school and talk to us <laughs> uh, oh nice he he would redo songs and like he would take songs and make them new songs by just adding a bunch of different lyrics so that they weren't like explicit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? We're gonna have to have a, an episode talking about our school experiences because that is definitely something that is like very, I'd imagine, very different. Oh yeah. For both of us, <laughs> especially Big between time. me and you and your Catholic school experience. Oh. oh yeah, my my primary school, my starting school was a Christian slash Catholic school. One of those things I didn't know really until I left, and I was like, "Yeah, that was." I guess that was a Catholic school, but it was a bit. We'll talk about it another time. We'll we'll have to do like a, a school episode or something like that. We talk about our differences because I want to know more about American schools. I'm not gonna lie. I want to know if it's like High School Musical. Do you and Sharpe dance in the halls and sing yes. together? I have yeah. sung in the well, halls of, well, of Five Four High School. I I I've done and, that. Um, you and Zach Efron dancing and playing basketball together. Oh, I play basketball. I dance. Just not with I Zac sang. Efron. <laughs> Maybe not with Zach Efron. But <laughs> God, uh, the American school stereotype is—it's. I think that's like probably the only school stereotype, right? That and like Japanese school. God, I'd hate to go to Japanese school. I would hate to go to Japanese school. The only thing I really know about Japanese school is either through anime or Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's about it. That's the only two different. Is the only thing I know about I just Japanese school. It's really school. hard. And they go to school on Saturdays. Brutal. They only have one day off. Do they? Oh. Yeah. No, there's no yeah, way, that'd dude. Be terrible. There's no way. How would I have ever reached like third prestige on Cardiff exactly. if I had to go to school on Saturdays? There's just not. It's not going to happen. So that's yeah. all that. I, see, I know everything about uh, Japanese schools. I played Persona Five. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Bringing it circle, bring it all the way back around. Big game. I don't know that they go to school on Saturdays, but they do in Personas and Persona Four. So it's just assuming <laughs> so you're, you're completely, you're completely going. Okay, now I've got to do another Google. You Japanese. I'm assuming it's true to life. I can't type. Kids go to school. It probably depends on, on which school it is as well. Uh, until recently, Japanese children had to go to school f- from Monday to Saturday. Hmm. Wait, wait, it says until until recently, but it's from t- April 2002. Well, then I've just been lied to by Google. 2002 is... I, actually, it uh, depends how recent is recent, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. If this has been going on since the 1600s and, or even before that, then maybe maybe it is quite recent. Uh, I wonder if it's like, <laughs> it's 
Is it like extra tutoring? Yeah, or maybe it's like, like st- and, you know, it also might be like private schools. I know there are some private schools here that do Saturday teaching. I only went to Saturday school once. It was like a punishment. And I also went to, uh, no, uh, through like my wanting to. I went to a summer school too for two weeks because mm-hmm. I was gifted apparently. That is not very true. special. It was maybe maybe back in the maybe back in the day, I was uh, apparently very gifted at science. Mm. I was a very scientific lad, and then when I went into my secondary school, they treated me as like some sort of like Einstein and was like, "You can do everything on your own." Yeah. And they sat me in a corner and was like, "You learn, genius boy." <laughs> <laughs> and then I got an E, I think. Oh, no, what did I get in? I think I got a D in science, and they're like. You've let us all down. <laughs> like you didn't teach me. <laughs> they did nothing. They treated me as like some prodigy, and it was it it ruined me. And now I'm sitting here doing this when I could have been up there with the greatest. I could have been sitting next to Neil deGrasse Tyson, man, talking about the stars. It's not too late. But instead, it's not too late. You got your whole lot. You're only like 12 years old. You have plenty of time. But I'm running out of time. Running out of time now. How am I gonna? become the biggest scientist in the world when I'm when I'm only 23 years old I'm going to die soon you want to be the biggest scientist spe- you seem to eat more what? speaking of time <laughs> we're an hour in and we're going to end it uh, on a bad joke and I think we're going to end it on that bad joke so if you did make it to the end thank you very much for listening uh, please come back we do have we, we, please come back <laughs> And uh, we have a Twitter, if you want to follow us now. There's literally nothing that has been tweeted on it at the moment. We, had a <laughs> we do have a Twitter, and it's... Uh, <laughs> it, will pro- it probably probably won't be used that much, I'll be 100% honest, but it's there. So if you do want to follow it, it is Across the Pond MB. That is M for Mitchell, B for Blevins. And if you did enjoy it, give us a tweet, let us know. And uh, We don't have a Patreon, but we'll gladly take your money. We don't have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, you can... If you... If you Calls in, he'll give you your number. He'll give him your number, and he'll uh, you can phone him, and I'm sure you can pay. Pay me in Dogecoin. It's only going up to the moon. <laughs> only invest. He only invests. But thank you very much for watching, everybody. Uh, if you did like it, tell your friends. Tell your mum. Tell your mum. Go say listen to Across the Pond with Mitchell and Blevins. Very insightful episode. A first episode, and we'll be back again next week or the week after or whenever we decide to record. We have a very set schedule. We have a set schedule. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. See you later.